Welcome into the His and Hers podcast. I'm Zach Bennett alongside my sister Paige. And today we have a special episode, a Christmas in April, uh, our reaction to seeing the King, Mr. LeBron James play live against the Utah Jazz just a few days ago. We give our reactions, a little bit of a backstory to it. Uh, just such a unique experience that we want to provide um, just how cool it was uh, to see him hit a game winner after missing one and just who who he is to, to us and to our generation of sports fans. That's next here on the His and Hers podcast. Okay, so Paige, I want to provide a little bit of a background here. Uh, obviously, if anyone knows you personally or just a senior Instagram page, they know uh, LeBron holds a special place in your heart. Um, as a longtime LeBron fan, uh, you grew up, I remember in our household, me and our old sister Demi were big Kobe fans. I grew up, uh, you know, in a sense, idolizing Kobe, watching as much as I could. And in the just, just, juxtaposition of that was you with your LeBron fandom. Hopefully I didn't butcher that word too bad. Um, you grew up watching all of his games. I remember specifically the finals against the, um, against the Spurs in that game seven, uh, or it was the game six when LeBron, when they were down, uh, managed nobody missed the free throw to put him up four. And then you're sitting on the steps in our basement and or on the stairs and the TV was kind of a little bit farther away where I'm watching. And I was like, I can't believe that the, that they're going to choke this. And when Ray Allen hit that three to send him to OT, you freaked out, ran and were in my face. And I was so sad because at that time I was, I was bound to determined to hate LeBron no matter what. Uh, so I just remember that final specifically, uh, have you having the heat Jersey and everything. So fast forward all the way today, you have a, you know, a really awesome job. You're able to go to a lot of jazz game. I've lived in Utah for a long time now coming up on like what, eight years or so, 10 years, 11, 11 years. Crazy. Uh, so you've had a lot of opportunities to watch him back when he played, you know, for the Cavs, you know, and on the Lakers now, and how many have you attempted and how many have you seen him until this past week? Yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy ride. I remember when uh, the NBA draft was happening back when LeBron obviously was like the talk, everybody knew he was going to go as the number one pick overall, everything like that. And I remember just thinking that I, I think, I think I like that guy. And then I watched that. I watched a movie um, about like LeBron and the four guys that he grew up with and like their mm -hmm. basketball thing. And that just cemented my love for him. And I just knew that like, that was going to be my guy. So, uh, it's been a lifelong love story. And, uh, the first time I attempted to see him was when I moved down to Utah, uh, to go to college and me and my friends started going to jazz games pretty frequently. And at the time I was a poor college student. So we would buy like nosebleed, nosebleed seats for like $20. And so Obviously, LeBron being my number one love, he comes to you like his teams would come to Utah once, maybe twice a year to play. And so always making this effort to see him at 1 p.m. every game day, getting the notification from ESPN that LeBron has officially been ruled out for every game. This went on and on for literally years up to the point that it got to 14 attempts. My most <laughs> recent being two in the last fall where I attempted the one in Utah. And then I went to Arizona to go to the Phoenix Suns versus Los Angeles Lakers game. He did not return, even though he was expected to, and he ended up returning the very next game. So I've been chasing <laughs> that man all around the country. I've been trying to see him play live and it never happened. And so then come Tuesday, April 4th of our good Lord's 2023 year, 
I finally saw him play live and all day long he was listed as doubtful. I was losing hope, but everybody, I mean, I knew, I just had, I knew that he had to play because of the playoff situation going on Western conference. And so it was such a big game. It felt like it would be dumb for him and AD not to play. They were both listed as doubtful all day long. And then finally an hour before the game, they moved to active and everything was okay. (laughs) Everything was right in the world. Yeah, it was. um, And Obviously, the game itself um, was pretty crazy. Uh, the Jazz, all of their stars are sitting. And so I remember, uh, you know, and, and having, you know, grown up a Kobe fan, I obviously was a Laker fan for a really long time. Over the last few years, you know, I wouldn't really have called myself a Laker fan um, just because I, you know, I, I think that you have to watch a certain amount of games, be a part of, you know, a certain amount of, of those moments. And I just, you know, when they won the championship, I was watching the Vikings on Sunday night football because they had ended up on playing at the same time. So that kind of showed how much I felt about uh, that, uh, that specific team, but being there in person and, and watching it, I, I started to root for them, but I also would cheer for the jazz because I wanted it close enough to where AD and LeBron couldn't sit because when you're not playing any of your starters, the other team is in the NBA can reach a pretty bad spot really quickly, but shout out Kelly Olenek. Uh, shout out Colin Sexton. He missed 20 games before, plays that game, mixes, misses the next game. That's awesome. Um, so they, they play their guys. They keep it close. And it turned out to be an unbelievable game, an OT uh, game even, where the Jazz closed a, a 10-0 run in the last like a minute and a half of the game. Um, so witnessing that live, what were your thoughts about actually seeing him in person, seeing him play even in year 20 where – he's lost a few steps from his prime. Yeah, it was insane, especially because like the Jazz are playing like basically their G League. It's a bunch of no namers that nobody has ever heard of before. They're just pulling people off the bench. So I was like, okay, LeBron's playing. We'll be lucky to see like a quarter of him. Then they're going to be like so far ahead that LeBron's not going to play that much. Um, But it was just so cool. I'm like, but then it was just like, we saw everything I could have possibly imagined. We saw LeBron hit a key three pointer in the fourth quarter. We saw him go for a game winning shot misses it and so we go into overtime we get that fifth quarter we see him shoot the game winning shot we see him argue with the refs I saw him all over the court I saw him dunk it several times so it was just like everything you could have wanted from a LeBron James show we got that game and it was just so amazing and to start out like part of my job we partner with the Utah Jazz and a lot of stuff my company is a sponsor with them and it was the coolest thing that uh before the game we were doing what we call goodness grants so it's where we highlight people in the community who are doing awesome things and we get to tour the facility so we've been walking around to the court we'd run into working in from the jazz and uh, all these different players. And then we go on the court, not expecting to see LeBron. And I walk out on the court to watch warmups with this group of people. And LeBron is standing in the center of the court. And it was like seeing a God in like the most non like obnoxious way, but like literally like he's <laughs> human. Like I can't get over it. Like seeing him in person is like, It's so different than what I would have anticipated. He's just so huge. He's just so bouncy and light on his feet and like seeing him move across the court. Like he was made for basketball or like basketball was made for LeBron, but like, there's just something so special about who he is as a player and a person and like the way that he controls a court. That is just the most magical thing to witness on the screen. But then there's something about seeing it in person that just makes it 10 times better. Yeah. What I think, you know, to kind of, uh, 
he played 38 minutes on on Tuesday, scored 37 points, five rebounds, six assists. We were able to see him complete an alley-oop by Austin Reeves. Um, he, you know, made a couple unbelievable passes to AD. Uh, and then, like you said, had that that attempt right at the rim with the left hand, missed it, but then he was able to, in overtime, uh, spin, hit it with the righty on the, or hit it on the left side as well. So he, you know, made up for that miss. But I think it's true about any athletic event that you go to, especially if you're able to sit uh, a little bit closer you know, you watch these guys on TV and since, you know, you're just watching the guys, you don't really see them compared to a lot of people. Um, and it's always just so interesting to be there in person, you know, seeing like an Austin Reeves. But I wanted to see what his uh, height was, but I guarantee you he's like 6'2", 6'3". Uh, let me hear you. He, Austin Reeves is 6'5". Okay. And he looks small. It's like the same with Steph Curry. People, you know, relate with Steph Curry because they think he's this small guy who's, you know, dominates basketball. Steph Curry's six four. And so when you're watching these guys like an Anthony Davis, you know, as much as this was about seeing LeBron play, Anthony Davis was a freak. You know, he had a few offensive boards on the other side of the basket where his his hands, I felt, were at the top of the backboard. Like, and, and so seeing him and LeBron play together uh, was just a very, very unique and awesome experience, you know. Obviously, seeing LeBron five, six years ago probably was at a different level. But it's really cool to see him uh, be able to see the game in ways that I, I guarantee you not many players have ever seen it before. Um, you know, some of those cross court passes that you see in person are just draw dropping because it's over the top and then through a defender. And you're just like, how is he able to whip that with one hand across the court? So it was really, really special. And, and I think we got to see probably one of the best performances he's had this year. And as he winds down the end of the career, you know, those games aren't going to happen very often. So, even though you're 0 for 15, that one hit and it hit one for perfectly. 15, one for 15. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the biggest thing is like, it was just amazing to see like, uh, like the just control he has of the game. And I'm sure that part of it is because like he is LeBron James, he's made a name for himself. And so there's just a level of respect that the players on the court have for him. But it was just so crazy to see, like he takes the ball and the, like within four steps, he is just plowing through he's still able to go to the basket I'm like the man is 38 years old and what he's still able to do inside is incredible to me I'm like most guys by that age they're not able to have that mobility they're not able they're not as strong they're not able they're not as quick and yet he is just keeping up with the guys that are 21 years old and it just blows my mind forever it's just oh wow I could go on and on just the best thing ever I love LeBron <laughs> yeah it was similar uh to my experience when we were uh, I, I believe I was a sophomore in high school and I went and watched the Vikings and they played the Saints. And this was during peak Drew Brees. And we were able to witness Drew Brees throw five touchdowns, you know, sadly on the Vikings. But it was still unbelievable to see a professional athlete operating at the highest level. It always just kind of amazes you, especially, you know, you watch it on TV, you see it so much, you know, in, in our life it's been 20 years of watching LeBron. Like you said, his draft, you know, in 2003, it's been, you know, that I was eight when that happened or maybe seven. Uh, and now I'm, I'm 20, 27 going on 28. And, and he's been dominating the league since that point, uh, which is just remarkable. Uh, so obviously the Lakers sit in the position, they lost to the Clippers the very next day. Um, and, and shout out Kelly Olenek. I know I mentioned this already, but that if you haven't seen the run, the bank three, I believe so. <laughs> Austin Reeves hits a corner three, puts it was him up. Unbelievable. 
Agubachi uh, hits a three immediately after to cut it to seven. And then I think they get a stop, and I believe they got a layup because I'm, I'm pretty sure that Kelly Olenek's three put him to two. But it was a pull-up, like, four feet behind the three, dead on. And it it, it was either going to break the backboard or bank in, and it somehow banked in and it was the funniest moment because at that point it's like, holy cow, the jazz all of a sudden back in this basketball game, uh, which led to an incredible finish. So, you know, shout out for the jazz for doing exactly what they need to do to keep us entertained and shout out for LeBron and the Lakers uh, for, for squeaking it out. But so they lost the, the Clippers. Um, they have a, a game today, I believe um, to wrap up the regular tomorrow. season tomorrow. Um, tomorrow against to the Suns. That's right. And the Suns might be sitting everybody. We're reaching a point where the Kings are playing tonight and they're playing Oklahoma City. If Oklahoma City, or excuse me, they play Golden State. If Golden State wins, then they're locked in uh, into the sixth seed, I believe, the fifth or the sixth seed, but they're out of the play in tournament. And the Lakers, the best they could do is seventh. So, kind of interesting how the, the play in tournament has affected a lot of the seeding stuff and how teams approach uh, because you could tell the Clippers really wanted to beat. Uh, the Lakers. Kawhi Leonard played all 24 minutes in the second half, and it was the most minutes since he played since the the East uh, semifinals when he was on the Raptors. Uh, and so the the Clippers wanted that, wanted to keep the Lakers down the play in. But anyway, just awesome all around, and it's shaping up to be a really fun postseason. Yeah, honestly. And just like the biggest thing I think too coming out of this season that I think is going to be interesting to see next year, kind of in correlation with that missing some of these key stars so often during the game is that obviously the NBA has announced that they're moving forward with uh, players have to play at least 65 games every season to be eligible for a lot of like the awards and participation in the playoffs. And so I think that's going to be really cool next year to see how that impacts um, the season throughout and the playoff standings when the star players are they're pushed more to actually play in games and not sit as long with injuries. Yeah. Yeah. And we could, we could dive into that on another episode because with your relation, uh, you know, with the war co and some of the other things here and about how, fan, you know, those franchises are, are talking in terms of making sure that season ticket holders come and making sure that players are playing because it's affecting the overall product and, and money that's being made at the NBA. But um, any last words about LeBron, your love for him, how happy you were before he closed this one out. Final words. I love LeBron James, LeBron Raymond James. One day I will have tacos with him on a Tuesday. And he is the GOAT, the greatest of all time, best basketball player on the earth ever to exist. Rest in peace, Kobe. I'd fight against that slander, but your soul's too great. <laughs> <laughs> That'll wrap it up for this episode of the His and Her Special Edition Christmas in April. Pages undying in a fervent love for LeBron James. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure to tune in this coming Wednesday for a little NBA playoff preview, um, as well as a skull edition as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft. Two episodes coming Wednesday for you here on the His Earners podcast. <laughs> <laughs>